Okay, so um, things fall apart. Uh, this is the first section. So establishing the characters, um, the main character, Okuno. Okonkwa. Okon yeah, same thing. Um, so he's basically the clan leader. And he's kind of embarrassed of his father. He always sees him and he doesn't want to become his father. Um, and um, Un uh, I don't know how to say I don't know how to say any <laughs> names. Ununqua. yeah. Um, basically, this has been just driving him to succeed. And his hard work um, earned him a very high position in his clan, too. Um, he has a lot of wealth, and he has three wives, I think, and, and their children. Um, but the one thing that's probably poor about him is he's, he just, he's very just terrified of becoming his father. He doesn't want to be looked at the same way his father was looked at. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, his father was like kind of seen as like the disappointment to the clan, mm -hmm. like never like attempting to try anything or or go beyond what he thought was necessary. Mm -hmm. So Okonkwa is always like scared of like becoming his father and becoming the failure of the clan or the tribe. So he does so many extra things to like assert himself as like a leader, such as like fighting. I think the panther they called it or the cat yeah the cat yeah just to like just to prove that he's like he's not his father in any way like he's not related to his father and he never wants to become his father yeah and and um because i feel like because of he's so heavily influenced or not influenced by his father but influence he in almost influences himself um to strive so heavily to stay away from his father that he doesn't really think about any situations and he just yeah. reacts just to react i feel like so yeah like he didn't want to be weak like his father so he decided to do the things like he did like at the end where or at the end of chapter seven where he like mm -hmm. killed his son oh yeah for sure or just as like how he finds like feminine like as weak like how he like has to like oppose everything they do because mm -hmm. that to him is weak and he can't be any like associated with weak in any way whatsoever yeah, yeah. which caused him to beat his wife and his children yeah and I think his um his father's relationship, his relationship with his father kind of affected all the, the rest of his relationships, because if it weren't for his father, he would have had like a different mindset, and like he wouldn't have that fear of being a failure and weak, and he wouldn't have all these anger issues and take it out on all these people. Yeah, yeah. that that fear really drives him to um, lash out on all the yeah. other characters and all the other people in his tribe, especially um, his older son. He he really believes that he's the weakest um and he constantly belittles him i feel like too um and he just he wants because he also doesn't want his own children to become like his father he kind of wants all of his um children and all the people he encounters to be not the same but like, like, at least more like strong him, yeah. yeah so he always corrects him um and he just perceives him in such a high negative way uh so yeah what do you just think about that yeah and like i agree but his, like, the way he is kind of, like, I don't know, drives people away, too. Like, yeah. yeah. It, it makes, like, people, like, not only want to associate themselves with him, although he is, like, the strong warrior of the tribe. Like, people, although they see him as a strong warrior, they see him in, like, a negative connotation, knowing what he does and the things that he does to his family. And how brutal he is towards them. Yeah. yeah. Like his, sorry. sorry, go on. No, you Yeah, go. like his wives and his children are like scared of him. And usually, you know, as a parent, you wouldn't want your kids to be scared of you. Mm -hmm. Unless yeah. you have serious issues. Yeah, and on top of that, um, 
no way his Zelda son also um he starts to like try and please him he tries to become more masculine in the opposite of what he does but it's not necessarily like enough for him to yeah. change his mindset and stop seeing him as the same weakness as his own father so mm-hmm. yeah what, what's over okay, and so like it says like how he runs like early really strict household mm-hmm. and this can be shown like how like in no way his son that he he perceives to be lazy he beats him and like nags him like constantly mm-hmm. he's always like on him to do better things and how that also like lashes off on the rest of his family and how he treats the others yeah for sure i i feel like he definitely almost not what's the word i guess you could say belittle he he basically um puts down almost every other character besides himself and even then he puts down himself because he's so scared and he's always constantly running away from the idea of his father he, he he hates even the thought of becoming like him so yeah yeah he's like also he i feel like he's also like very fearful because he doesn't really have much to show like um it like talks about throughout like the, the chapters that he's like not really good at many things like he's not mm-hmm. a good hunter and he's mm-hmm. like not good at those things that like a man should be good at i guess yeah so. for sure okay thanks for you so the proverb is, it pleases me to see a young man like you these days when our youth has gone so soft. What do you guys think about this? Um, I think, so since they they all see each other, I don't know, I feel like the almost the whole entire tribe is scared of femininity. So when he's saying it pleases to see a young man like you these days, um, he's also saying like, I haven't seen someone strong in so long that it's almost exciting and it's almost... Um, um, He's like he's almost like grateful. He's he's grateful to see that there's he's not soft at least and he hasn't gone soft yet, I feel like. Yeah. And they're also showing how like softness is like weakness for them. Like they don't want people to be soft. They want them to be, mm-hmm. you know, um just weak. men. Like mm-hmm. not weak. They want strong people like strong people, strong men to represent their clan so that they can stay like at the top because it mentions how their village is feared by others because of their um, abilities with medicine and magic and they want to like keep that reputation and to see people so weak and um and young it really makes them like upset Mm -hmm. yeah yeah later like a couple of lines down to like right after that proverb um he's saying men have come to him and asking for yams but he refused he, he knows that they're just gonna like throw them away and how they see him is is literally it's, it says i am hard-hearted hard-hearted and but he believes himself is not he feels he's being just and he feels he's being fair mm-hmm. um but people don't see that like they, he, they've gone soft so i feel like that's why that proverb is so important because yeah he's realizing that there's still people who aren't soft at least um because he, do, he just doesn't like weakness i guess you could say also with like a conquest like like masculinity i guess and the way he treats everybody how he's better than them this quote although it's it's a good like compliment towards him it doesn't really help fuel his way he sees people mm-hmm. when he gets statements like these handed towards him as if to say like when you go softer when you stop being as hard you're going to be like less of a man mm-hmm. and so this doesn't this doesn't help his family or anybody else that he i guess abuses because it makes him think he's doing the right thing yeah. being the way he is and he shouldn't be able to change even though like some people think he's being a bit too much yeah um and right before the proverb too he says um 
Uh, I know I know what it is to ask a man to trust another with his EMs, especially these days when young men are afraid of hard work. Um, and then he clearly states that he's not afraid of work himself, so he's dis- distancing himself from the norm, and he mm-hmm. doesn't want to... It comes back to the reoccurring of him not wanting to be his father. I feel like that's so evident throughout almost every chapter and every page. Is yeah. he? There's some talk about weakness and how he's not the same. So when he's saying... Um, Men are afraid of work, but I'm not. He wants to elevate himself more than the tribe already has elevated him, I feel like. And yeah. that, that kind of drives the story farther, I feel like. So. Yeah, and that goes into, like, the line right before the proverb when he says, if you give me some YMCs, I shall not fail you. He's, like, he's, he's basically, like, showing him that, like, I am this man. Like, I'm not, like, weak, whatever. You can trust me. I'm not, like, the other soft people. And, like, I will not be, like, anything like my father, and I will work. And I will, like, please you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And going back to what, like, you said before, how it didn't really help him be a better person, I think at the same time they weren't looking to help him be- become a better person. I think they admired how he was because back then their ideas were different, their beliefs, and they thought that, like, weakness was, like, going to bring you to, like, the was the end of you. Mm-hmm. And basically him... His characteristics really helped him get be successful and get to the point where he was. Yeah. yeah. And this, uh, this like I guess this this drive fuels him because later um, the guy he's speaking to in Kibi like proceeds to give him his yams and proceeds to put his trust towards him. So like even the like the compliment goes on to action where he then feels himself even more thinking. I'm the one who knows what to do. He trusts me the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like you see that a lot, like, today, just, just in daily life. Like, now, I feel like this text, or at least this proverb, is so is also mm-hmm. influenced from outside culture. Yeah. Um, when people are so afraid to, to work there, I feel like it's because, or what um, the main character is saying is other people are afraid to work because they're scared of rejection, and I feel like people in today's society are very, very heavily scared of rejection and they're so relied on others. And what he's doing is he's separating some from others so he isn't affected by rejection. And I feel like the text is almost saying you need to do that to to do what you want to do, I Mm -hmm. I guess you could say. Um, uh, um, I guess it kind of connects also to like today when like your parents say stuff like um, back in my day, this Mm -hmm. used to be like it used to be much harder for us to do things and like now you guys have it so easy i guess it can be connected to that because um <laughs> yeah because um where is it um he says like it pleases me to see a young man these days and like when our youth has gone so soft um it's basically telling us like how their generations were like much better and this generation is like so lazy and so weak mm-hmm. and like this connects to our generation because like for me example I don't know about you guys but my mom's always saying like when I went to school it was mm-hmm. much harder yeah, yeah. yeah. Walk so far yeah. I'm like okay yeah it's, it, yeah it's definitely a change over time and I feel like um there's a lot of change within every single character's mindset they may not act upon it but it's definitely evident and it's definitely there so yeah I agree so like uh growing up in South Africa this book kind of has like a direct connection towards me because like I see like the type of like African influence this book has on like the tribes and their people like although I wasn't obviously born in a tribe and I lived like in a city like like I do here today it's like interesting to see how like how like it's not really like foreign or fake and how it's like it's like 
it's real. It's, yeah, it's like original and real, and it's not a made-up story, and like this is actually what happens. Yeah. And it's like it's told through the eyes of like theirs, not another person's perspective, yeah. like like European people. Yeah, not like a foreigner coming into their yeah. country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a foreign. I think a, I think a foreigner does come into and it, it kind of mm-hmm. shakes things up. But that's not. Yeah, I think yeah. it does. But um, I can't relate. I guess I I can't really relate to this book. But I feel like the closest thing I could is how um Oconquo's, uh, how he rations his actions. Um, for example, very at the very end when he kills the young boy, and, like he strikes me and, and he strikes mm-hmm. him down. I feel like he's just doing it not to show weak. He he never really thinks about things, and I feel like um for a long time I never really thought thoroughly through things so i guess that's probably the closest i could be to relating and i mm-hmm. feel like yeah he um or the main character and i obviously i don't <laughs> knock people down with a machete and yeah. all that stuff but um i feel like i could definitely relate to him not thoroughly thinking through all of his actions i guess you could say um i guess i can relate because like throughout the book it's talking about how women are weak and i feel like that's like a big part of like what people think in society now uh, that they sure. think that like women are like less than men I guess Mm -hmm. and I think it can go the same way for men that they everyone thinks that they have to be like strong and they have to provide for the woman Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and stuff like that I just feel like also in the society it's also kind of changing now like it's not only men have to be like the hard-working ones and the women have to you know work for them Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah I agree because a lot of times and it might be true you know like Obviously, guys are always going to be a little bit strong and a little bit faster, mm-hmm. but there's, like, it's not like women are, com- females are, like, completely useless. Like, they can work to achieve the same things that mm-hmm. men have or already have, and it's, like, for me, uh, I will say I have a cousin, and, like, he can do better than, he does this thing better than me. I can work to, like, be the same. Mm-hmm. If I really wanted to, then I could. And I feel like that's what I connect to. Well, not necessarily connect to, but, like, I see yeah. in the book. Yeah. yeah. And, and going back to what you said, too, I feel like it definitely societies in certain places definitely think women are a mm-hmm. lot of weak, and it's almost a double standard now. I feel like it's changing. Um, it's like a weird change. It's going from... Um, a, or at least in the United States, I'd feel like it's go, it's going from women are weak to women are strong, but it's yeah. also going to women are stronger. So it's like almost like a flip side, which is kind oh, of yeah. cool to see, but yeah. it's also kind of scary at the same time. It's less of an equal movement now, but it's also a very positive movement still. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of good people out there that still strive for that. Um, and we need that, especially too, in places where... Um, like Saudi Arabia, where women are forced to like leave the household with with a man. It's very the same thing where everyone sees women as weak there, and that's also I, it's what this book says. They they think women are and feminine qualities are super super yeah. weak. So I feel like we we almost need this text to show that like it's okay to be weak. I guess you could say. Yeah, like so. their their tribe mentality, in like in African cultures, is that like men are the hunters. They go and they provide the food, and then the woman like I guess. Would, like stay at home and like cook or, or like clean up the village and that's just how they've always seen them and without like I guess foreign influence or new technologies that's always how they're going to see them unless yeah. somebody can stand up and make a change for the better like Akonkwa being the strong person he is and I guess you could say the leader if he was not opposed to like women's like rights and everything and he stood for them he could like really march a movement being who he is he could like change how they see women 
and how like yeah, for sure. women are going to be in the future if he stood up for them. Mm-hmm. But the way how he wants to just, I guess, control them, it's never going to change unless something is to happen. Yeah, and when you, when you said technology, that really struck me because I realized how much movements we've had through technology. I feel like the main reason why... Um, either books or just in history in general and that things never really changed because they didn't have the technology to spread the movements so when it was talking about like women are weak and stuff they everyone could understand that now because of technology and because you can send a message across the country and say hey look this is wrong where in this they can't really do that and it's kind of just like it's either this or this and you're stuck so I feel like that's pretty important too so and like they've only known like what their tribe wants like yeah. they've known like like they've been against weakness they haven't really been exposed to people who believe that you don't always have to be like the strong one yeah they're very mm-hmm. they're very almost close i wouldn't say close-minded but they're shut off from yeah. everyone else i Isolated. feel like in, until yeah. until the the foreigner comes yeah like yeah for every movement i guess it's like one country or one like i guess group of people that are the spark that led the change mm-hmm. and for them they don't have foreign influence or other countries or other like I guess tribes really deciding what they do so they can't really have that like output of seeing women in a different like connotation when the only thing they've ever known or they have is themselves and how they treat women. Yeah and even when the foreigner comes um, it doesn't really change how they're perceived because even then um, when they come from like England and stuff Mm -hmm. that women weren't seen at the time still strong so it wasn't even a movement really at all up until like in America, in, um, not even until really America even started. So yeah. it, it's yeah. very, very close. Everyone at the time was very close minded. So when it comes to um, like equality, I guess you could say, or, or weakness with feminine qualities, it wasn't really a movement at all. So. So like the golden lines I picked after like reading the article about the author was like the one I thought was my favorite was people across waters were able to relate. And this is like, how he felt when he first, I guess, published the book and was first out. Because, like, the only, like, African literature they'd seen was from foreigners and never from, like, a real African, like, person, like, knew what they were talking about. It was always from, like, a foreigner's point of view. And so, like, for the first time, people from different countries or nations that had never been to Africa and always deemed them as, I guess, like, dumb or stupid, could actually, like, see what was going on there and see that they knew what they were doing. And like the same faith challenges they faced were also present in other countries, such as like women's rights. Yeah, for sure. Um, one of my golden lines is: uh, "This is one great thing literature can do. Uh, it cannot. It can make us identify with situations and people far away." And I feel like. Um, what that golden line is saying, obviously it's saying we can relate to people from far away, and this text is a prime example of that. I feel like no one can really experience that firsthand. Obviously we can't because technology advance, innovations, and societies change. So what this text does is it gives you an insight of what two tribes may have been like, or what tribes are like, um, and it basically just helps you connect and relate to the people um, in the text through subtle themes of, like, like we've always been talking about, like weakness and all that. You can relate to it, you can see the oppression, and you can um, understand what they're going through, basically. Yeah. Um, sorry. Okay. Um, one of mine was that people from different parts of the world can respond to the same story. And I think this was, um, like, this stood out to me because... Um, the fact that in the text, like, the clan is so, like, close-minded, 
and like isolated from like essentially like the rest of the world where they think like differently that like everyone could really relate to this story even if they haven't had any experience like in a clan or a tribe or whatever and I just think that was cool mm-hmm. yeah and going back to like how um, their tradition was being told um, a golden line that I found was talking about how there's a certain beginning again but not quite a return it's more like a reaction to the African story but it will never go as far as the original tradition that the Africans are responding to and for that to me like means like it, there's gonna be like a time where they start talking about their past, their traditions, and like their culture again. But it's never gonna be quite the same because things are always changing, and it's been changed before, and it will never be the same as it was in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. like um, for post-colonialism in Africa, like Africans back then, like the 19 or 1800s, like early like 1900s were seen as like lesser equals. Like they, were, they were treated as slaves and they, they, they weren't treated as they should be like a normal human being. And the author like shows this by saying like, these people like aren't really human, they're not like us, which is what outsiders who haven't, I guess, been to Africa during that time period saw them or saw how they reacted. So this was like an eye opener to foreign people, foreign influence to show like how like they are the same person they can be treated the same, they're always going to be the same, like skin color, race, ethnicity, it doesn't really matter. If you're a human, you're a human and like you're equal. Yeah, another one that I found was, um, how long will it take these people to get their act together? It's going to take a very long time. And this stood out to me because um, it really made me realize um, that like people are always going to like act like the same no matter what and like they're being so close-minded and um, that it will never change because people are so close-minded. Yeah, I feel like once someone is ever close-minded or they kind of just disregard other ways of life or society, it's kind of permanent. I mean, it can change. Um, It takes a lot to change. Yeah, it takes a lot to change and even the main character throughout this doesn't really change. Like, throughout all the first seven chapters, he feels the same the whole time. I feel like it's almost like a, like the same. It's like if a roller coaster was straight, like, that, he's, that's what he's doing. He's just yeah. constantly going, and there's not really any... And all the roadblocks that he faces, he breaks, he breaks it down, but not through good intentions. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I feel like once you, you have, like, a closed mind, it's really hard to really, like, open your eyes and see things through a different perspective. And a lot of times... Um, um, people like it takes a really hard like and deep thing to um, open your eyes and I feel like that's what happened to Okonko when um, he had to kill his uh, adoptive son yeah alright good job guys <laughs>